Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boom, we're on. What's happening? Today's guest, we've got Scottish rapper Shogun. How are you, brother? Aye, good, mate. Fucking, aye, happy to be here, mate. Happy it's good to, to have you on. Thank you, One thank you. One of my own, mate, just aye. up the road. So, yeah, it's good to be here for the audience. This is a Scottish podcast, so you might struggle sometimes, but bear with us. Aye. Only 23. You were in rap battle there. I rap, thought you, rap, rap, game. Rap, rap game. Rap game. I thought you were phenomenal. Thank you, bro. Um, thank you. You were supposed to support one of the biggest acts, probably one of the biggest rappers of all time, some people would argue, aye. Uh, Naz, aye. two or three years ago, aye. before you'd done your sound check to end up getting in jail. Aye, man, aye, I did. So you've had a wee bit of roller coaster the last few years, mm-hmm. but now you're here, you're doing your thing. I finally got the heat time. screwed on, and I mean, it's just, it's just about being, like you've been saying to me, just being consistent, and that's all I've been focused on, mate, is try to actually just cement myself as a proper top-tier lyricist in, in this country, mate, and then hopefully globally mate and the last few years in that it's just been trying to actually learn how to be a man and take responsibility for some of my actions and that and not just the bad stuff but the good stuff as well and actually be like right I've I've got all this good shit let's not dwell on it let's not just revel in the fact that oh I've got this good which was uh, I was doing that for so long that I would perform well and then I'd get I'd just get excited about that and I wouldn't spend the next week or two or month or two actually like going right how can I how can I better this position that I'm in rather than just be happy with it? Mm-hmm. So I met like all the experiences for getting lifted at Nas and got a fucking Pullman and then all the shit in between that and then got a low moss, Barlini and finally getting up to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This, this this point in my life is, it's it's very surreal. It's very surreal. It must have gave you months. some material though. <laughs> I, mean, I was, it definitely was, it definitely was. Now I've got a stack of about that. <laughs> That are like we the we A four stupid jail paper you get. Mm-hmm. I've got that. I just shit. I've not even used yet, mate. Yeah, because your videos have been viewed over millions of times, tens aye, of millions. Man. And aye, man. I think I, I'm not just saying this because you're Scottish, but you're one of the best rappers and lyricists I've ever seen or heard. Thank you. It's phenomenal the, the the stuff that you do. Obviously, in your own rap game, they were telling you to slow your stuff down. It's Scottish aye. accent. If we we speak in the new. People can't understand. Never mind rap. I know, mate. Do you know what I mean? And I so, rap pretty fucking fast. Sometimes it's like a party trick, kind of. Yeah. Thing. It's like I can do very, very, very intricate and complex syllable uh, alignment, and I understand patterns and I understand music, mate. So it's like I'm. I've just been. I, I, I'm just a a fiend for knowledge, man, and and getting better at 
and I man, I, ho- I have my I have my days where where I where I, I hate it, and then I have my days where I love it, man. But right now, like I think I've got back into a place where I absolutely love doing what I do, and that's why you see the 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 jump up in quality and. No, I mean that rap game. They're telling me to like slow it down and shit. And for the first couple of weeks, I, I was like, man, what are, these, what are these guys talking about? Like, dumb it down, slow it down, make it easy to understand. I'm like, mate, like, you want me to rap the way I rap, or do you want me to rap the way you use what I rap? Mm-hmm. But I kind of just like, if you can go back and listen to some of my older stuff and go listen to my stuff that I've released in the like since being on that show, like the clarity, that is something mm-hmm. that I definitely I just took on the chin. And I went, do you know what? If I can overpronunciate my words to English people and whatnot with, in conversation, then I can do it when I'm rapping, man. And my lyrical ability doesn't need to actually take a hit because of that. So, aye, that took me a couple months to really grasp, man. And I that f- f- just thank you for saying that, mate. Honestly, like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what to say, mate. Like I, I'm trying to be the best lyricist in this and country. And that's why you've got to take advice for the people who's lived that mm-hmm. because it's like. We've got too much ego. It, Being uh, for the scheme, who the fuck are you telling what to uh, do? So uh, it's, uh, for me, it's wider. My audience, I had to slow it down. Mm. I had to be saying the word down uh, instead of saying down. It's uh, just uh, certain wee things like that. But for you to go, like other these people know the tools and techniques to get to certain mm-hmm, levels. Mm-hmm. But again, when we've always got barriers up, don't fucking uh, tell me. How do you know? But they've actually lived it. They're just trying to give you I'm knowledge. But if you're starting to now take it in, mm. then you'll go levels, you'll go above mm, and beyond mm, your end mm. dreams and ambitions and then you'll leave the blueprint for, I don't know any other Scottish rappers that have ever made it. You hear I, the odd songs and that, I but... I mean, you had the fucking... Have you ever seen the, the Scottish hip-hop hoax? No. Oh, what, mate? Two guys, mate, two mad chukters for Dundee, mate, fucking syllable and brains. And I swear to <laughs> me, I swear to they nearly, they get signed to Sony, fucking, were meant to tour with E12 and all that. And the only reason they done it is because they pretended they were American. They pretend mm-hmm. like, like pretended they were for hunting like Huntington Beach, California. Made up fake backstories. Spoke to their mom, dads, and their girlfriends in American accents and all that. Like proper lived a line, and one of them had a mental breakdown and went, "I can't do this anymore." That's that's the pinnacle for every cunt before me. That's what cunts look at and go, oh, that's, they got close to getting signed and being famous and all that. Aye, but they lived a fucking lie. Mm-hmm. So like, now you've got a crop of talent like myself, Sherlock, Melrose, uh, Ransom F.A. was on there one, he's a bit more clean cut and all that. But for the people for the schemes, you've got like me, Sherlock, Melrose, McCroy, then you've got kind of mere abstract people like physics and gasps who are a bit like they're a bit an older generation than ours, but they're still kind of relevant in the Scottish bit. But it's just like you're saying, it's it's sometimes it's too Scottish, mm-hmm. it's too hard to like digest if you're no fee. I said like specifically the West of Scotland and that. Mm-hmm. But I man, it's getting there. It's just we're like five, ten, fifteen years behind some certain scenes and like especially London and Manny and Birmingham and that. So it's just about try to get that synergy with all the all the good, all the talent in this country, mm-hmm. which I feel like like you're saying with the, the, the egos for coming for the scheme, like, I mean, I'm the fucking best. Everybody feels like that. So it's like it's been a struggle trying to get the, all the people who genuinely believe they're the best yeah. to come together and do it like London does, do you know what I mean? Like fucking Because there's a crust to be made as well and there's a business in it and so mm. but as long as you're loving it. Always go back to the start with my guest brother, mm. kind of where you grew up and how it all began. I, well, I grew up in Paisley, Hunter Hill, uh, Todd Home, hung about like Glenburn and that, went to St Andrews Academy. And uh, actually, I wasn't even the first one at my pals that started rapping. 
I was just like, I think I was the one at my pals that was like, I was in the higher kind of English classes and that, like credit and all that back in the day. I was good with my words, good at writing, and I loved rap, but it was my pal, I think my pal, John Forrest, he was like the first one that came up to us and went like, oh, bro, I'm mad rap and all that, oh, I'm going to go battle lunch and all that, you know what I mean? There was a boy fat lunch that was like, he was like the best rapper in Glenburn. And we were like 12, 13 and all that, and we used to have wee rap battles at the back of the school and all that, and then we'd go and get mad with it, and fucking the dark 40 and the gas 40, the tap 40 and all that, like all the 40s up fucking Glenburn get mad with it, and there'd be like 70 wee guys and wee lassies all out getting steaming, and then I'd be sitting there on my phone fucking writing raps and all that, comes back with you then, like, nothing, fuck off, you know? Yeah. I was just like, I got into it for everybody else being into it, and then as they kind of stopped being, I just kept going with me, I just kept going with it, and then... That ended up in me kind of being, I just became a bit of a fucking recluse. Because, like, doing my research and watching just stuff that was beyond my years, I got a bit more wisdom than the people that was around me, man. So I started, I was like, I don't want to hang about with people my age, man. I ended up hanging about with people that were a bit older, a bit more nefarious, shall we say. And then got into a bit of trouble and all that, got into more trouble, wrote more raps. Ended up getting myself kicked out of school. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, my whole life's been geared towards me being, like, this mad, rebellious figure, mate, for the age, for, for I was young, mate. Like, my fucking auntie used to call me Houdini. Like, <laughs> Magician. Uh, uh, you grounded me, mate, and mm -hmm. I was gone, mate. I was outer. Mm -hmm. Like, he says, oh, sit in that corner and fucking think about what you've done. Like, turn your back and I'm, I'm out the corner, I'm away. Like, so I've just always had that wanderlust and and meet new people and learn about new cultures and all that, do you know what I mean? Especially when I was growing up, one of my best friends, uh, Banelli and Clapo, who I called him Banny, he's from South Africa, and that was like the first black boy that I was pals with. I was a, what, seven, eight-year-old when I met him. And then like, his dad had lived through bloody apartheid, he had like scars in his head and all that, and that was the first time I learned about all that shit. So that's, I started to look at my fucking people in my family a bit differently, like, because they were a bit racist and whatnot. I was like, well, Jeffrey Banny's dad's telling me this, and then my Uncle Gerald's telling me this. I'm like, okay. So my whole life, man, I've just been a bit of an outsider, but kind of in way, like the popular ones at the same time, like I didn't really know where I fit in. But see, as soon as I found this man, it made, every, it made everything make sense made everything make sense like all these feelings and repressed emotions and even guilt for like mad shit that I've done I've got sort of got an outlet now do you know what I mean and it doesn't it doesn't put me it doesn't get me a weekender it doesn't I don't need to get mad with it to have an outlet I don't need to go and fight with people to have to express myself to get this anger and whatnot out I can just write it down that page and actually provide people with content that they can live vicariously through not only that, but it can inspire them to get into it themselves, do you know what I mean? Or, or use any other any other hobbies or passions as outlets for their situation, man, because I didn't necessarily have like the, the hardest upbringing, but it was a single parent and me and all my siblings have different dads. So it was a bit like not, not much of a family unit, do you know what I mean? So I felt like I was kind of... Like, I was always taken care of, always had stuff on my back, always had food in my belly, always, always eating I wanted. If I didn't get it for my birthday, I'd get it for my Christmas kind of thing. Like, maybe a wee bit behind everybody else, but I was always looked after. But it was more so the emotional side of things. Like, I'm quite a fucking needy guy. I'm quite a, 
emotional, especially when I was younger, man. I was like a fucking angry wee crybaby cunt, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I needed that kind of care and attention and then didn't quite get it for the people that I wanted to get it from, got it for other people that... The wrong people? The wrong people, bro. You know what I mean? But I, sp- I, don't, I don't even like saying the wrong people, just... It's other people that's confused uh, as well at uh, the same time. It makes sense uh, to just be getting any attention from anybody mm, would do at that mm, time just to survive. Me personally, I've always wanted a big brother. Always wanted a big brother, man. Always felt like the wee brother. Always wanted looked after on that. So as soon as older boys were like, I won't hang about with us, man. Won't go do this and that. I was like... Easy, there's my family there's my family there, do you know what I mean? And um I man, I think I think that I still kinda I'm still kinda like that, still kinda searching for my for my family, you know what I mean? Like blood is blood and all that, but like where I belong kinda thing. Um Do you feel lost sometimes? Aye mate, aye. Definitely feel lost. Like well, I listen I think I feel lost for listening to sort of, uh, other people's perception of me. Do you know what I mean? Like people will have me up here and then they'll have me down here and confused. It's it's very very confusing. It's like and there's people that will hold you up here and then if you don't see their message and don't message them back that day, that, like you end up seeing the message where they send you a paragraph I hate. They're like <laughs> fucking dick, you patch me, da da da, all this shit. You love your music. Oh. It's confusing trying to be like a public figure when you're just trying to like be. Figure out your own shit. Aye, mate. Aye, mate. Mm-hmm. Aye. Literally, mate. Literally, bro. So, it's a very, very surreal thing, like, going to work with people like Dizzy Rasco and... Love Dizzy. Shout out to Dizzy. Shout out to Dizzy all day long, man. Mm-hmm. Absolute G, man. Like, mate, pff, I actually told him when I met him, I was like, oh, you a tenor, because one of the first albums that I ever stole at a HMV was fucking Maths in English. Mm-hmm. His third album, man. I used to sit and listen, like, why are you moving with that pussy, yo? Move with that pussy, yeah. Yo. Oh, yeah. I used to sit and listen to that playing like fucking Modern Warfare 2. He's 20 years deep in the game and still at the top of it. Oh, mate. Oh, he's been in it since I was in nappies, mate. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> see he sit mm-hmm. like fucking two feet away from him and he's just like, like he's gassed about my shit. Like he's actually like, bro, you're a fucking banging writer. You're a proper good storyteller, and I'm, I'm just like sitting there, like didn't even sink into. I went home. I was, I came home, and I was just like, fuck, I think I should just make like a toast there or something. Mm-hmm. Just purely. How did they? How that come about? You and Dizzy working uh, together? Actually, I was meant to be on a track with him and a guy called LD for uh-huh. six seven. They were like a drill crew. Uh, I was meant to be on that with him through a Scottish, the, the producer of the track was Scottish, show and prove, and he fucking loves my shit, and I love his shit, so he was like, he kind of sorted it out, but I think the label didn't want me on it, I think they seen it as too much of a risk or something, so it kind of ended up just being LD and Dizzy. You know, you're a risk anyway, Fuck. why do you think that is your nature? Because I, I think it's a fucking, I think it's just because there's never been an artist like me. No, really. Like, you can be like, oh, the archetype for me is like Devlin or somebody like Getz, a volatile MC that's actually very intelligent. But nah, I'm my own breed at MC, my own breed of artist, and I've got a heavy duty bullshit detector. And I do struggle to like play the game sometimes. Do you know what I mean? I do struggle to, to give the fucking higher ups what they want whilst I'm like crafting what I need out of it. So it's like just I'm no so much, I'm no that good at a businessman. 
see if I had many business head on me, mate. Like, you're only 23. I know. You I learn know. all that as you go, and you just know. it's learning to take more risk and learning to give a wee bit of trust. Because mm. I'm the same. It's <laughs> I'm the same as you. But again, sometimes we get it wrong where we think, I know. Maybe I'm fucking wrong. Maybe it's I me know. that's crazy. So trust me, I've been sitting there a few times like that, and I think what I do, I know, is I project like past shit on a new situation. So like, I had a manager and an agent. I was with uh, Diplomats of Sound and this guy called fucking Charlie who was like my agent's best friend and end, he ended up coming into management, man, and they stole a fuckload of money off of me, man. Like, left me homeless in London on my fucking arse to the point where I was having to pay off debt in the jail through a fucking jail phone. Do you know what I mean? Getting my fucking distributor to send fucking royalties to a fucking landlord so that I don't get chinned for that when I go to the fucking jail because of pricks. So I still, I see until I see them face to fucking face, which I fucking, I will, man. I will see until I see them and speak to them as men and be like, why did you just do that to me when I was fucking 19 year old? Mm-hmm. Why would you lie to my fucking, my family and all that, say so you're going to take care of me and all this shit? And How what happened? Were you supposed to, sign, supposed to sign a record deal? Bro, no, there was like investment money that came in, investment from this investor they got. And, they, and basically I signed something that I wasn't meant to sign. Do you know what I mean? Never got it looked over or nothing? Never, nah, I didn't have a... Because they, they put it in front of me after, I think it was like either my first or second show in London. And I was like mad waiting shit. Like I prefer, it was a pretty good show and everybody liked my performance and that's so why I was obviously celebrating. And then they sat down a fucking... The, the mad record contract in front of me, man, to sign for um, a Belgian artist, a track that I was doing with Sony France. And then there was like a couple other sheets to do with like the Nas show and all that. That went platinum, that? Um, in France album, or Belgium aye, or something. Aye, it went fucking, went platinum and... Gold as well? Platinum in Belgium and gold in France, aye, mate, aye. And you never, a, you never get a bean for that? No, no, I, I get paid for it. I get paid I get paid for that. But they let me get that kind of smaller payment and took the fucking tens of thousands of pounds mm-hmm. off me. Do you know what I mean? I don't even like saying the actual amount because it's fucking... Yeah. Do you know but what I mean? you live and learn. I know, mate. It's, it's, camera always it's learning money. Yeah. It's like tuition fee, you know mate. I mean? That's what I see it as. Yeah. I paid that tuition fee. I was like, mm-hmm. now no, no, I'm clued up. Your you song, I mean? Vulcan, mm. is hurt. <laughs> Tens of millions of views all over social media, all over <laughs> online. How did that come about? So if people check that, check this out, man. You'll see how good Aye. Shogun is. Unbelievable. Shogun, Vulcan. Yes. Motherfuckers. <laughs> five and a half million views. How uh, did that come about? Um, mate, honestly, I done that tune right after my uncle Henry died because after he died, like I kind of seen like an apathetic response for some people in my family because like it was a bit of a troubled guy do you know what I mean he was like f- fucking on drugs and that and a bit of a not a wronging but he just lost he, again aye man done shit that he knew he, he didn't want to do but put it that way to get what he needed and uh, he died down south he stayed in Croydon moved into Croydon and that to get a wife or a shite up here and fucking just drank himself to fucking death so after that I was just like I just had a like an epiphany, man. I was like, fuck, man, that's my wee uncle. I, like, I didn't even get to say fucking bye to him or nothing. Didn't even get, like, I think the last time I seen him, I gave him, like, a tenner and was moaning because I, you know what I mean? Because he always used to come up and ask for money and I was only getting, like, fucking 70 quid a week or something for, like, a work experience programme that I was on at the time. And I think the last time I seen him, we were not arguing, but I was just moaning at him. I felt like a fucking cunt, man. I felt like a heavy duty heavy duty arsehole man 
and I was like in denial about like nah man he's no deed nor that like no chance man he'll just be he'll just be no well nor that and then nah he was proper so I fucking um, I just sat down and I, I wrote that in like a pure burst on the train going to college I don't know it just, came, it just hit us when I sat down the train I was just thinking about it all the way down to the because I was thinking about it every day for months after it and then, I don't know mate I just wrote it in however long it takes to get for Paisley to air what were you doing at college? Uh, sound engineering, mate. I was just... Because I thought, fucking, I need to go and learn about... If I, if I, I, I don't know any DJs, I don't know any producers, I don't have mine set up and all that, I need to go and learn about what equipment I need and how to use it and whatnot. And to be honest, I just used that time to try and fucking sell weed. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like... I mean, I was a fucking fan of me. Oil, he was all the place. But at that time, I was... I think I, I wrote quite a lot of poignant shit because it's like it's beautiful to be broken in it. So I was heavy broken at that point and I was writing some heavy beautiful shit, man. But I recorded that and it sat on my SoundCloud for like six months. Had like 500 plays, mate. Like, fuck all. I was happy with it at the time because, mate, 50 plays to me was a fucking mm-hmm. lot at that time. So I was like, ah, mate, this is actually all right. <laughs> and then... Where to go to a music video for a tune called The Effect with a crew that I was in called MFTM. Ended up the people that were filming it didn't have the right equipment, didn't have the drone and all that. So we're like, fuck it, we'll just film three styles and all that. We'll just get some content that way. I was like, let me do this tune. I want to see if he's like it. Done Vulcan, the guy behind the camera. I was like, fucking do that again. Done it again. Put it up. Three, four days later, mate, it was fucking on the front page. I read it. I had like a hundred emails, two hundred phone calls. Like my phone was just going zzz for fucking. Did that change things for you? I mean, it it changed. It changed what it just changed what I was doing. It didn't really change my situation. I was still living with my mum and all that, and like between hers and my ex girlfriend's gaff and that. Like, but I eventually started putting a lot of money in my pocket, and I was like doing two shows a week and interview for big magazines and but just everything man and I was like travelling up and down for London a lot you know what I mean getting the dodgy train tickets for half price mm-hmm. and that <laughs> you know what I mean try to, try to save a buck anywhere mm-hmm. I can mate and I fucking it was me and my DJ cameo at the time we were just flying about got to London fucking Brighton fucking anywhere man I ended up uh, meeting foreign beggars and shout out to foreign beggars OGs, oh, drum and bass and hip hop scene, in, but they kind of they don't get enough fucking respect, man. They don't. And rest in peace to Ebo Graham as well. He passed away um, this year, well last year, um, during all this shit. But when I met them, they kind of took us Pavan, most mostly Pavan from Foreign Beggars took me under his wing and like proper gave us some good advice, took us on some shows and all that, showed us about the country and stuff, explained the music industry to me and all that. And I would never have got to meet all, all these people and, and people like that, at, at people that I revere, if I'd never done that fucking video in that car park that day, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Even like kicking the bottle over accidentally, like adds to the aesthetic of the fucking tune. And then there's a baby crying at the end. That wasn't a sound effect. That was a fucking real live baby that just was crying in the street and it's pure added it's like I sense a rebirth at the end of the song it's like after that it's my rebirth and all that I sat like this tune's mental mate mm-hmm. I'm like, but I just wrote that as like a, a personal attack almost you know what I mean like for the first bit of the tune I'm building myself up and then I go what does that make me 
been a little bit fucked lately. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it therapy for you doing all these oh, writing it down in paper and wrapping it out? Definitely, mate. It's catharsis. It's mm-hmm. therapy. It's fucking life saving. It's connection. It's communication. Where like sometimes you can't. I can't. Sometimes I can't get my words out the way I want to. Do you know what I mean? But as soon as I sit down and put them into like rhyme form, it's like everything I want to say comes out. How hard is it to be a rapper in the UK? <sighs> fucking, I mean, it's so hard. You're a rapper, to, what you grind? What is it? You just I'm, say I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm like a Kendrick Lamar, mate. Mm-hmm. I'm like a Tech Nine. I don't it's associate to anything it's just no one specific mm-hmm. genre like I'll fucking I'll make a rock album one day I'll make a heavy metal album one day I'll do drum and bass I'll do I'll probably do like a couple fucking EDM tunes or it like whatever whatever I'm feeling mm-hmm. do you know what I mean I haven't yeah. found my specific little brand of whatever do you know what I mean because you see all the rappers who maybe in grime or whatever mm. they were doing and then like their second third album you see it becoming more mainstream you see them mixing it mm. with other people but mm. it's just business look at Dizzy working with Robbie Williams Calvin everybody, Harris mate, changes the game machine of it just brings in a wider audience and, it, mate, and that's what I've always been I've always admired people who are not afraid to challenge themselves and step out of comfort zones and challenge status quos and stereotypes do you know what I mean that's why Tech Nine's like my fucking favourite rapper mm-hmm. one of my favourite rappers along with Mick Jenkins Mick Jenkins a big 6 foot 5 guy from Chicago that should be talking about bang bang this and shoot him up this and all that but he's mm-hmm. no he's a poet you know what I mean see I love Akala aye aye Next I got to support stuff. him twice I know I got mm-hmm. to support him in uh, the 10 year anniversary uh-huh. phenomenal the knowledge oh, in him he bro. always says knowledge is power that's where I got that from it's just bro. next level man when he was in fire in the booth, I think it was, and he done, I think it was 10 minutes, 12 minutes, and phenomenal the knowledge. He's done like three or four of them, all banging, Matt Thieves Banquet mm-hmm. as well. Man. But he says that he'll not get the recognition, obviously, because he's not talking about nah. guns and asses and money. and because nah, he raps with a fucking like, borderline Oxford education, mm. do you know what Absolute I mean? Absolute genius. He is, mate. He is, mate. Genius. He is, mate. Fucking. Um, how did uh, Nas then come about? How did you get that chap at Na- the door? Nas came about um, through the agency that I was with. See, that was the fucked thing with that agency. They, I supported so many banging people through them, man. So many banging. Yeah. Fucking, well, Bugs and Malone, AJ Tracy, uh, Ghost, Ghostface Killer, Pharaoh Monch. Who else have I fucking supported, Bugsy's man? Next level right now as well, he's flying. I know, man, I know, man. I know, man. Oh, fucking, who else have I supported? I'm on the podcast soon this year, Bugsy. You'll be on. <laughs> Fuck, man. Actually, actually. But Nas is, they say, Nas is like, he's Nas elite. He's up there with your two packs, aye. M&Ms, and aye. all the, the American superstars. Aye, he's, people would say he's the greatest of all time. He came through with 90s. Aye, mate. Aye, mate. Elmatic, man, like, made one of the best hip hop albums when he was a teenager, man. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Lost his rhyme book on a train, managed to get it back, mate. Don't know how he done that in New York. Like, cunts are fucking cunt, cunt deserves respect man especially for like his business mind as well because he invested mm. in a lot of shit before anybody was on, on it man and made himself so much fucking money man that's why he just sits back and does what he wants now aye. do you know what but through a lot of shit as well I watched his documentary aye, on Netflix aye man like pff, his whole family's got a rich history man like, definitely one of the people I revere and respect the most out of any fucking MC on the planet man so like to actually get like literally a fucking ball hair away for like getting <laughs> literally <laughs> and, and did you meet him no man <laughs> fucking, i met i met his 
I met somebody for you, I met a random guy that was like a roadie or something because I fucking I went like it's obviously all to academies got that mm-hmm. bit and it's a wee side door Aye. I went to the side door and fucking I'm like ah, Shogun I'm here to do my sound check and it's this I think it was like Nigerian or something and it was like a kind of Polish like two security guards and they were just kind of looking at me man and I thought oh, I've spoke too fast or something I was like I'm Shogun I'm here to do my my sound check like and I was like looking at like nah nah you need to go find somebody that and I was like man like, how am I going to go find somebody and so I'm arguing with these two guys I'm like ah, can, mm-hmm. can one of you please go and find somebody like anybody mm-hmm. man go inside speak to anybody they'll know who I am mm-hmm. he goes and finds the one guy that doesn't fucking know who I am some American guy and he comes out and he's like I don't know man who maybe <laughs> like, he's, you know what I mean like mm-hmm. he's confused as fuck I'm like fuck this mate like I'll come back in 5-10 minutes I'm going to go get fags walking down to the wee spa and that fucking go to the, like the back of the the underground bit the fucking subway and um two guys were like shogun 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 mate and i was like oh, fuck's sake i was walking with my pal abraham i was like ebby man i was like i think these guys were a photo or something man i'll turn around to see i was like what's happening ah oh, you shogun i i don't they got to about what the distance between me and you and all that what's your real name I was like, oh no, man. I was like, how? I like, no, what's your real name? I was like, Joe Heron. And I thought, oh no, this is a Polish man. Like, I'm fucked. Like, what did I do? What did I do? I was like, fuck it. I'm fucked. I'll just take it on the chin. I was going to run, mate. I was like, ah, fuck it. They're not catching me. It was too mad fucking pot belly cunts. And I was like, actually decent shape at the time. I was like, you're only catching me if I turn around and boost. But as soon as they radioed in, man, it was like, Two meat wagons, CID mode, like proper mad sting operation for somebody that breached their for community service. That's what it is. You get that? done for theft, you never went in for community service, and that's uh, where you end up getting 12 months. I mean, I get done for a fucking failed fucking burglary attempt for uh, seven. How many attempts did you fail your uh, cu- like three, community three, service? It's like Wiley, man. 12 like, months? Aye. <laughs> did the screws know you were there? At the day of the concert, or was it just I, I, I a coincidence? They were watching Manstar or something, mate, defo. Somebody's stuck you in. I think, mate, there was posters all around Glasgow Some, and all that, mate. Somebody's defo fucking... Oh, well, there you go. There's no as if... Somebody's either stuck me in or they've mm-hmm. just drove past and went, is that that fucking... Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure I've got that wee cunt on my desk. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get him. Because they were up at my mom's and my sister's for months, man. And I was just, like, down in London and shit. Do you know what I mean? See, like, that's the only thing, man. I mean, yeah. If you're, you're trying to rise through the ranks and you're working with one of the biggest superstars in the rap game all the time and you're going to support them, were you ever shiting yourself even before you went or did you think it would be cool? <sighs> mate, I was that excited to support Nas, mate. Like, mate, I gave you power, the tune where he's talking about the gun and he's, he's, he personifies the gun, do you know what I mean? Talks about how a gun feels just getting passed for owner to owner and not see that mate that that's one of the tunes that made me want to be a rapper mate so like for me to get so fucking so close to even open up a stage for them man like and and the reaction for people in the crowd when obviously my pal physics like all my boys were there to do my hype and that they ended up kind of doing the show for me do you know what i mean 
I never get any fucking money for it. Do you know what I mean? I never get any of my fee. And I no. don't know who got it. Don't know if my agent kept it. Don't know who fucking got it, mate. But I didn't get a single fucking penny. Nobody sent me a penny when I was sitting in Pullman waiting to get fucking... Nobody cares, mate. Nobody cares, mate. Nobody mm-hmm. fucking cares, mate. Honestly. So how did that affect you then when you were, instead of supporting one of the biggest rappers all the time to then sitting in Pullman? Oh, mate, I was fucking distraught, mate. I wanted to kill everybody in the fucking hall, mate. Like walked in, mate, and my hair was a bit like longer than it is now, mate. Try to control that fucking skater boy, you know that? I was like, who the fuck are you talking to, mate? Mm-hmm. Like, skater lab, mate. I was just about to go support Naz, man. I was like, <laughs> talk to me with some fucking respect, you wee bum. It's like, you punt hash and fucking what? what oh, I did a bit of the broom. Between 19, and 20. I was 19, mate. 19 coming up for 20. So, how would, that have in, how would that have enhanced your career so young at that age if you go to do that performance? Oh, mate, I was on, mate. <laughs> irrespective of me doing the performance that fucking enhanced my career because the screws came in oh, there's wee Justin Bieber <laughs> mm-hmm. fucking superstar and all that pish man but like see if I got to do that mate and I perform to the, the, the I perform to the best of my ability I know for a fact that there would have been two thousand two two and a half thousand people leaving that place like that wee showguns class he's banging I'm going to keep, my, I'm going to keep an eye out for him because Jenkins will ever work again? nah mate nah Nah, I don't mm. think so. I think if Eton, I think Naz knows my name. I think Naz knows who I am. Cause he well, would he have fucking been, well know if he's got somebody to support them, they've aye, got the jail. Aye. That's what all rappers and shit do. It's always fucking drama. And he's a, he's no, he's a fucking... I think a Wiley, mate. Wiley used to... Mate, I think he booked shows, mate. Just get the deposit and then no turn up. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, cunts were going to fucking stab him and shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And he's an one free. He's got a bar. He's like, free time community service breach up. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's like me, mate. Looks it. I'm a bit <laughs> of Wiley and fucking Dizzy. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Mixed in the one. Mm-hmm. But pff, I, I lean towards Dizzy, though. Dizzy. What happened when you, How was the jail when you were doing YOs? The YOs were just like. The YOs, mate, just fall Everybody trying to make their name for themselves. Just fall out of fucking wee guys and nutters, mate. Like, very hard to get a real conversation. Um, aye, quite stressful. But, like, I can't turn, mate. It was only, like, three weeks. So I was only in for fucking remands and that. But see if I had to sent- get sentenced in there, man. But, fuck this, mate. Because it was full of wee guys, man. Heavy duty wee guys that just... <sighs> would stab you just to fucking get a bit of respect off some cunt that doesn't mm-hmm. even respect them do you know what I mean I'm not about all that shit what, mate what was the plans then when you came out Pff, I didn't even have a plan mate I just yeah. came, I came out mate and it was just shit lined up for us it was just because I was in all the pa- in the papers and all that and people wanted to hear from me and shit and like, I, didn't really affect my shows and that that much cause a I, lot of pressure though come on top when people start aye, speaking mate, and shit it was mere it was better it was more the frustration I like fucking see the way the papers fucking portrayed me, man. As if I'm this mad fucking idiotic thug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, As it mate, they've done it to me for mate, years. It's fucking, it's hardcore, man. I'd never heard that before. And, like people in my street that I'd fucking like cut their grass and like we old women and that when they when they talk to me, <laughs> I was like, why does wee Jean know what to talk to me like that? What? Like, actual hurt me, mate. Actual hurt me, mate. I was like, this is fucking brutal. Like, people in my own family, like, actual... I was just like, this is brutal, man. Like, I'm not a fucking bad person. I was like, I just get left in my fucking own. They couldn't took it into fucking Davies. And I ended up doing some shit and then everybody wants to care. As soon as I've done the fucking... 
like 364 days out of the year, they don't give a fuck, and that one day where I fuck up, they're like, oh, I'm fucking, mm-hmm. you should be doing this, you should be living your life like this, you should be, ah, oh, no fucking bother, man. Yeah, you could, listen, you could do a thousand good things, man, but someone will pick up the one thing that, that you've it? done wrong. It, so, man? this is society, that's life, but you must just pick the heat up again and just keep soldiering me. forward. Like, fuck me. everybody else. There's people that have been through way fucking worse than a bit of emotional trauma that I've been through, mate, and they pick themselves up and go to work every day and provide and and, and, and do what they're supposed to do, mate. So mm-hmm. I think I'd, it's, I'm my own worst enemy. I'll convince myself that the world's against Aye. me and everybody's against me to the point where I'll end up, that real, that'll become my reality. Do you know what I mean? So, How did rap game come about? Fucking, um, my man ran some FA, put my name in. He was on the first season, done pretty well. You know what I mean? Showed the clean clip. The clean, they showed the clean cut, you know, mainstream kind of like we've got a rapper that can, you know what I mean, do all the 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 fancy mm-hmm. shit as I yeah. call it. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm a bit more fucking left a field, you know what I mean, left a center kind of thing. But I mean, I think he just put my put my name in. Says this is a, it'd be good to get on the show. They obviously went and done a bit, done fuck all research on me because they were asking me shit that just like the devil just read like a son article on me and <laughs> I was like right, cool kept asking me mad intrusive questions about my family and whatnot. but I, it was after the the fucking laborious fucking screening process it was just like come down to Birmingham and fucking let's get the show on the road it was pretty straightforward man like I didn't even do half the shit I was meant to do for like see the like you're meant to you're meant to do mad stupid videos like, hey, I'm Shogun 23 aye, from aye, Pay. Aye. I was like, I'm no fucking doing that, mate. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've got more views and every, I guarantee I've got more views and everything than every else on the show put together for the first season and the second season. No to took my own trumpet, but I'm no doing that, mate. Like, people fucking know who I am. You know what I mean? But do you think that's what gets the producers and everybody's back up towards you then? I don't give a fuck about <laughs> a, B- a BBC <laughs> producer. I don't mm. care about some wee fucking university fucking mob. I don't care, mate. Because you've done a video on your Instagram and says, fuck the BBC, while you're still on the show. Aye, mate. What, like how did that, what happened there? How did that oh, affect you? Oh, they didn't you? like it. Obviously, no, they you're working like for the it. BBC. I wasn't working for the BBC, well, you know. mate. No, I was hired. No, in fact, I wasn't. I wasn't even hired, mate. I was a fucking documentary piece. That's what that show is. A documentary. So they don't need to pay the people on the fucking show. Do you know what I mean? The last is, is its own. Mm-hmm. She was brilliant as well. You and her were brilliant. So she was really good, man. Bang never me. faltered, never stuttered, never just destroyed Stutter, people, man. Aye, mate, she aye, was brilliant, man. Aye. Fair play to her. But some talent on it. Aye. Some talent. Mate, and you can see the pressure, how hard it is when you're, people think they're great and they stand in front of a couple of bodies and they just crumble. I know, mate. I know, mate. That fucking boy the first couple of weeks, mate. Oft. The boy with the beads in his hair. Just kept crumbling, the boy, aye. Aye, aye mate. It was, it, was a, pressure. it was a shame for him, but at the same time, mate. Pfft, ended up you were just like get this cunt to fuck me like, there's no cut out for everybody so how do you because things seem to have changed then it's enhanced your profile anyway mm, mm, mm. so how's that has it helped you a lot if I'm I mean how can I describe it man because nothing's really changed it's weird nothing's really changed but it's just listen you can get a number one single and nothing will change I know it's I know, all about I know. how you see the world differently nah I don't I don't think that's what I'm saying I don't think I've really I think all it did was affirm a couple of things that I thought about, like, 
how they do these types of shows and documentaries are mostly entertainment. They're not really fucking documentaries like showing you the real facts of life and whatnot. And I was just on that show and I was like, how the fuck can this be a documentary? But he's are like telling us what to say kind of thing. You're like, oh, can you give us this line? And the wee voxies, the wee fucking interviews. Scripted. Ah, it's like half scripted, half no. Like they just kind of wait to see <laughs> if you'll say something that's poignant or noteworthy. Because and you were we'll, arguing with people and fighting and... Nah, well, I wasn't even, If I was fighting, I'd been in the jail, mate. Cause, and somebody else would have <laughs> been in the hospital. you were mate. I was arguing, mate. Because cunts had never met a Scottish boy for the scheme. They all think it's haggis and fucking tatties and mm. neeps up here, mate. Walking and, about in skirts and drinking whiskey. Aye, they don't, they don't know. The, the real people really know what it's like up mm-hmm. here, mate. And you don't need to be a big, bad fucking hard man to know what it's like up here, mate. Tough but, city, Glasgow, man. Mate, tough. Glasgow, Paisley, fucking Dundee, bits in mm. Edinburgh, everywhere, mate. There's bits everywhere tough that one, are. Aye. And they think it's fucking, like, the green belt up here, mate. <laughs> We're all fucking dancing yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Fucking mad tribal nut- nutters or something. Mate. Nah, mate. Nah, mate. Like, some of the greatest fucking minds in the fucking world. Oh, ever. The biggest inventions in the aye, world. Aye, mate. Aye. So, so we deserve our fucking respect, mm-hmm. innit? And I went down there with like a fucking... Did you have a chip on your shoulder, a though? A thousand year chip on my shoulder, <laughs> mate. Nah, I'm being uh-huh. serious, mate. Did you feel like an outcast? Mm-hmm. I was ironically the black sheep in the house. Being the only white guy. And being the only Scottish guy. And proper Scottish as well. Do you know what I mean? And... They, they they love the banter, they love the patter and all, they love the way we say things and all that. But see, as soon as we start to get passionate or angry about something, it's oh, they don't like it. They don't like it. They don't like an angry Scotsman. They don't like it unless they're portraying it in their own way. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just, I took it upon myself to be like, mate, I, I'm going to represent myself the way I want to be represented, mate, and then they can fucking edit it the way they want to edit it. But... I'm going to be going half my nut if I see things that will be edited in a certain way. And even like with the mad props challenge, well, like, oh, you didn't bring any props. Mate, I did. I had glasses, I had gloves, and I had a wee slingshot thing that was all going to be incorporated into the fucking performance. Mm-hmm. As for a specific type of glove and a specific type of glasses, catapult didn't, didn't care. But with the gloves and the glasses, the catapult wasn't going to work. Right, cool. They brought me the hand gloves, they brought me the hand glasses. Mad gloves, they had to come off rapid, mate. They had to, like, fling off like that. And they brought me mad carry more gloves that were skin tight. I was, like, I was like, how am I... I was like, mate... I was like, it's not a big deal, but how am I, mate, fucking... And you brought me the hand sunglasses and all some mad, like, pre-mark kings, man. I was like, bro, I had a budget of £150. I spent £100 on a pair of shoes. That, re- that had Scottish shit on it and that I was like ah, right, fuck it cool like, cause I'm sitting thinking like props like whatever man do you know what I mean like that's no my job to think of props see he's an artist see when you fucking go and do a video and that the fucking director will come up with fucking ideas like that but mm-hmm. like, do you want to try this and all that and then you'll bounce ideas off the back of each other so I'm sitting like ah, fucking props I didn't give a fuck but I was like cool I'll get my wee props they brought me the nine props and then they edited edited my like my wee bits, my wee interviews after that to make it seem like oh, I've, because see when the see when I say oh, oh I've 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 got no props apart for apart for fucking uh, these bad boys. There's a whole other sentence before that, but I'm like I fucking I got brought the wrong props and all that, so I've no got any props apart for these bad boys. They edited out the whole fucking first half of the sentence and gave gave them that, and it's like 
ironic, kind of weirdly, it worked in my favour because everybody was like, oh, he doesn't give a fuck, oh, that's mm-hmm. pure cool. But I was actually trying to give a fuck and they fucked me over. But that's so, all part and parcel with his TV. That they, Everything's done. Remember, it's all about time. So, so last they minute. Weeks so and weeks of footage to cut down to 45 uh, But that's minutes. the editing team. You've mm-hmm. got the wee runners and all that that are meant to be on fucking job and they were on job for every cunt else. But when it came to me, it was like, I was like, cool, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what's the plans then for your future? Where does where where Shogun gone? 23 years old now, you've... you've You've established yourself now. It's just 20, a case of getting that break again. Hopefully fucking make it to 24 and 25. Hopefully the music industry, like, I don't know, man. Hopefully everything kind of goes back to normal and I can be in that, like, top percentage of artists who stay busy during shit like this. Do you know what I mean? Because there's only a certain amount of people that are getting invited to come and do shows that, you know what I mean? The, the kind of online side of things now. So... Hopefully I can get to a position where I'm I'm in that kind of stratosphere where like no matter what I'm I'm one of the names that like every kind of booking agent or whatever thinks of. Hopefully I can just keep expanding the brand, get get more merch out. You know what I mean? I'm quite picky with that because I want the right materials and want it to look the way I want it to look. Do you know what I mean? I'm quite stubborn that way. But um, projects, man, projects and visuals. Sorry, excuse me. For all this year, I've got a EP coming out on January twenty second. Uh, I'm kind of like the featured artist on that. It's my friend uh, Sean Cosgrove's uh, EP. He goes by uh, Senga Mega Drive. That's his fucking production name. That's mental. Mm. But he makes some good shit, man. So look out for that. And we've got um, one of the visuals for one of the tracks off the EP out now on my uh, YouTube channel. It's just Shogun. Do you know what I mean? What is all your social media? Uh, fuck. Contact. Fuck, what am I on Instagram? Insta? What am I on Insta? Shogun on Instagram. But it's S-H-V-G-V-N because I'm a hipster. Fucking uh, Twitter. Twitter is at S-H-O and it's phonetically spelt. So it's at E-S-S-A-I-C-H-O-H. Then... Fuck I just like Joe Heron on Facebook and Shogun on Facebook. I've got YouTube, I just mm-hmm. Shogun, like literally see if you go into any just type in Shogun, I'll be like the first, mm-hmm. second, third. So have you got to wait to get a record deal this year or somebody that I don't f- one I, album, two albums, I, I I I don't know right now it's it's gonna be all independent, you know what I mean? Through um So is that just doing another tune, hopefully get another one like Vulcan it would go no, viral? No, 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 not so much. I'm proper an album mode, man, and project mode now. Like, it's a, not so much about the singles, it's about incorporating the good singles into a, a proper cohesive body of work now, do you know what I mean? And being a proper artist and <clears throat> learning how to, like, um, arrange my own stuff and just, I become become more of an engineer and, and more of an MC, more of a writer, and what that's, that's my plans, just continue to grow and be learn around people craft. who are better mm-hmm. than me at it mm-hmm. and learn from them that's the best thing is to go with people that's more established that's totally. learned the trade and then you learn for them totally as I don't know who says it but if you're the smartest man in the room you're, you're in the ring room aye yeah, mate that's why it's, that's why it's like I like coming up back up from like those situations and coming back up here and being able to like divulge information and kind of we like cheat codes for people and that but at the same time I'm, I hate being the big fish in the small pond, I like to be the wee fish in the big pond because there's more shit to explore. Mm-hmm. But um, that that's pretty much what I've got in, in store for this year, man, is just 
more shit on everything, more content, and definitely get these projects out. So we've got High Rise coming out on the 22nd of January. And How then can people get that? On all streaming platforms, it'll be available. I think we're trying to get some physical copies made, but it'll be available on everything from the oh. uh, 22nd of January. Um, not got an exact date for the next EP with Britis and Kane, a top-tier lyricist from Manny. Um, that'll be like executive produced by Turkish Decipher. Um, looking to get some international features on it. Can't really say too much about that right now, but be, it'll be it'll be banging. It'll be mm-hmm. it'll be banging. Mate, Who trust would you me. Like oh, Who'd I like to work with? Top three. Top three. Anybody. Anybody. Gorillas. Are they still producing? Aye. Mm-hmm. Gorillas. Fuck. Tech Nine. I can't even say Dizzy because I work with Dizzy. I don't know. That's a hard question. Aye. So, Gorillas, Tech Nine. Old one, Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar. Tech Nine. Kendrick Lamar. Gorillas. Seen the jail on that as well, Kendrick Lamar. I don't think so. I don't think so. He's just about hunters of bloods and fucking. Mm-hmm. I think, Gangs I, I think, and... I think damn near everybody else around him's been in and out. Mm-hmm. that. I think he's like the only one that's doesn't smoke weed, barely mm-hmm. drinks, and all that. And he's like the most fucked cunt mentally. Like this is what I'm saying. Look at the lives that they've made, like the game Fifty mm-hmm. Cent and. All been shot, done what they've done in the jails, it, and they've made a massive career in their lives, it. man. I listen to uh, Fifty Cent's audio book, man. It's so motivational. It's mm. a motivational book, just talking about how we go to the, the top of the rap game, and then he, now he's in the top of the, the entertainment industry with power. Mate, just all about his work ethic and belief. Even if you go back to and you watch them interviews for people, and that's how talking about them like that. He was ca- he was capable. He so was, he was he done was, the boxing and the shit. Aye, mate. He was just knocking people out for the fuck yeah, it. No, he that started and, boxing when he was nine or something. Aye, mate. Um, he's well respected, aye. Aye, mate. So he he was already up there. I think mm-hmm. that's why the transition into the rap shit made so much sense, and that's why it, pff, as soon as he done how to rob the game and mm-hmm. dropped started dropping all the mixtapes with G Unit and all that man like. Pff, Mm-hmm. I think I think everybody at one point like wanted to wear all the G unit shit and you know oh, what I mean. Ev- everybody, <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. I think I was about six, seven mm-hmm. year old wanting to fucking wear it because my big sister was listening to it. All. <laughs> I'd, had the fifty cent poster, see the one where he's stoning the uh, fucking get rich or die trying poster, and he's stoning. He's just like glistening. Looks like a fucking nice, bodybuilder, man. Like my sister used to sit and just fucking must just <laughs> sit and just. <sighs> What's uh, how's the heat space in that? now? Ah, uh, good, mate. Good. I think, cause this time of year, man, like Christmas and that's a bit fucking weird for me. How come? Just family stuff. Like there's a lot of arguments and a lot of like trauma for but this this time of year for me. And um, no, last Christmas, no that Christmas just there, but the Christmas before, I nearly died in in hospital for fucking appendicitis. It was nothing pure mad, but like. I thought it was food poisoning. So I sat in my gaff for four days and fucking got to about the fifth morning or something, man. Like, I was like, I need to go to the hospital. This isn't the food poisoning. Like, 
I'm fucking, I feel like I'm fucking dying. Appendix burst, man, you can die. Bro, I was, one of my blood markers, I can't even what the woman said, it was like, it was meant to be, be between five and ten, this mad marker, when you're healthy and that, for somebody my age, and it was like 233 or something, like she read out to me my bird, and like I thought my bird, my bird's just like, she's chalk white, and then she's saying I'm fucking like, pissed yellow, for the, you know what I mean, like, it was weird mate, I was in the hospital for like 11 days, 12 days or something, like spent my Christmas and all that in hospital, pure, having mad fucking biblical hallucinations and shit, man, like, proper, because they the fucking... The morphine? Whatever the fuck they were putting in me, the antibiotics and all that shit, man, and, like, three mad things every few hours. And it was, like... I mean, I was actually a decent size and all that, because I'd just come out of jail and shit, and I'd kind of been sticking at it, and fucking melted all my muscle away. I lost, like, three and a half stone in, like, 11 days, mate. Like, I was dog like this, because mm-hmm. I'd been thrown up fucking stomach acid or something like fuck knows what or mm-hmm. pure bio man it was like, even taking a drink of like icy water for like the next like three days after I got to the hospital it was like pff, mate it was like taking a shot of whiskey it's fucking mental you mate that. Oh, mate it was brutal mate like my wee pal Fitzy he stayed like hundred yards say like fucking two minute walk from my mom's gaff and I was like taking like 20 minutes to walk around and all that, holding on to hedges and all that. But I was adamant, like, for the day I got to the hospital, like, mm. I'm no fucking lying down on my back. Fuck that. Because I just spent 11 days like that and I fucking hate, I hate it, mate. So I was like, I need to get up and go do something and get my strength back and all that. So fucking, <sighs> mate, I, I, mate, I just, I don't know how, mate, but I. That bring back a lot of emotion in that then, pain. Aye, mate, aye, because it was like, that. I was like... Is that no gear to kick up the ass and to go, fuck no, me, it does, man? It does, I need something see, in my life. I was like, ah, mate, where's all the fucking only person that came and seen us in the hospital and is still, like, there for me is my bird? Nobody you, cares, mate. Like, Jail, hospitals, you only get a few handful. and all that, mate. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, you actually been fucking serious? Like, ah, no cunts even got any messages and be like, you are right. After that, I nearly died. And then a month and a half later fucking I went down to London like I fainted in the street trying to go get the train to fucking go down for this rap game No, that they didn't give a fuck either I was like mate showing the fucking absolute dedication to it like, then I've got a cheek to sit and be like that oh fucking change your attitude No, that I was like mate see if I didn't have my fucking attitude mate I was like I wouldn't be the one cunt in my country that's done something with this type of shit if I didn't have my attitude that no matter what mate I'll get up and go and do shit do you know what I mean no matter fucking what, I'll, like, I'm a fuck up and fucking I'll be late to shit and all that. Clear <laughs> example of the and, day. And sleeping and whatnot. Uh, you know what I mean? Forget to set my alarm for the right time. And like, I'm a bit scatterbrained in that, but I have a fucking purpose. But this year, all these wee things that I, you put in place to be mere constructive and to be mm-hmm. like, you've got the talent, you've mm-hmm. got the gift, but it's, it's not just enough to I know, I know. levels. You I know. need to just have more structure and go, right, fuck it, man. Definitely. You know I can work in it. Listen, we're working process mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. You know all these wee things that you need to change, but to mm-hmm. open other doors mm-hmm. to get you through, mm-hmm. the ability's there. It's no, there's no question about it. Oh, man, it's just, it's... Oh, you don't want to be sitting in five years and six years seeing everybody else still doing it. Nah, if Dizzy Rascal can still be 20 years in the game, then you can be as well. You're still only young, look all the shit you've been through. Mm-hmm. So it's all down to you now how far you want to go. Now I want to have you back on in a year's time and you're flying, you've had a top 10 in the fucking charts, you've, you're, everybody knows you, and you've said, fuck me, do you know what, I've done it. I know, man, I know, it's just dying on the, the last, like, 
the last remnants of fucking boyhood in mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? That's you're mature, man, and I think the rap game thing would have helped you because mm-hmm. you're working with people who's established. Mm-hmm. And I know you're like getting told today, but you've obviously took it in because mm. you have changed. The one of the songs you were talking about, Shout Out to Aberdeen, I Got Love for the Sheep Shaggers <laughs> or something, you can tell there that your voice would be more clearer mm, as mm, well. Mm. So you're learning. It's uh, all, it's still, all, still, all still, you. Uh, Listen, we learn to the day we die, it, but it's all doing to you. Would you like to finish it on it, brother? Just thank you for having mm. me on, bro, and giving me the chance to speak about my, my story and my music and that. And Shout out to every single Scottish MC that's doing it and do you know what I mean? Try catch up to me one day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for coming on today, brother, and telling your story. I appreciate it. Thank you. I genuinely are rooting for you and, and hope all the best for the future, my brother. Thank you, Cheers. bro. You can also watch my podcast on my YouTube channel. The link is in the bio if you'd like to subscribe. You can follow me on my social media platforms to see who my next guest is. Follow me on Facebook at James English 11 Twitter James English Zero, Instagram, James English Two. You can also download these podcasts on iTunes or Spotify. Sports Social Podcast Network.